Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hello everyone, good morning uh, and welcome to day two of Ukama Family Business Conference. <clears throat> this morning we're joined by Dr. Femi Akimbola who will be talking about the role of the next generation in interna- internationalization of family businesses. So you're welcome Dr. Femi. Good morning, thank you for having me here. Good morning everyone, permit me to share my screen. Yes, you may share now. Can you see my screen? No. Can you try again, please? Okay. Can you see my screen now? Yes. Okay. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you once again to today's edition of the Ukama Conference 2021. I'll be speaking on the role of the next generation in internationalization of family businesses. Uh, it's expected to be a keynote. Kumfire side chat, uh, which is expected to spur panel discussion. But before I kick off, I'd like to take us through the series or the sections of the presentation. I'd like my presentation to be in sequence. And the first thing for the presentation will be uh, about introduction. Uh, and the next one will be categorization of generations. Uh, threat of generations, uh, next generation and internationalization of FBs, internationalization and forces, benefit of internationalization, opportunities for family businesses, advantages and advantages of international uh, business and entry mode, then requirement for family business internationalization, next gen technologies and the future of family businesses, next-gen market, customer relationship, uh, resulting to conclusion, which will spoil the panel discussion. Introduction. Now, in recent, family business represents uh, businesses run by family members. Uh, its root is in sole proprietorship form of business, and firms that are family-owned, family-controlled, uh, family-managed, are used to refer to family businesses. In essence, the term family business conjures up different meanings to different people. Generations come and generations go. Most family uh, business owners or founders desire to leave the family business for the category of the generation to come. And ultimately, they desire that the business should go across the nations of the world in growth and expansion. However, sometimes this comes to reality and sometimes it doesn't come to reality. Also, the nature of African value system makes it difficult for family businesses to go international and thrive due to poor succession plan, low orientation, and non-interest of family successors in the business as a result of new global choices for career. That is what new generation what the next gen wants sometimes is not in consonance to what uh, desires of business founders represent. In categorization of gener- generations, 
uh, there are majorly 10 classifications, and they include seniors, boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, amongst others. The calculation of generation uh, based on birth start, birth end, their age today, and oldest age today is depicted in the picture, in the uh, diagram as represented here. Now, the first generation based on the categorization by McKinsey in 2021 is that the first generation is the lost generation. And this generation, you know, they, they, they stayed till the year 1914. And they are majorly between 1890, their birth starts, and 1915. The youngest age of anyone amongst them is 104 to 129. Perhaps if there's anybody listening who is 129 year old, you belong to the lost generation. Uh, after the lost generation, I know we don't have many of them. I don't think there's anybody's 129 year old in the world. And if at all, it's been more than one or two persons globally. Now, the next generation is the interbellum generation. The interbellum generation, their best start is 1901 to 1930, and their oldest age today is 118. The greatest generation followed, the silent generation, and you know, the silent generation, the oldest person amongst them is 94. The baby boomer generation, which is still much within us, those who are oldest of age within the range of 73, uh, generation X, baby bust, 54. We have the Xenias, they are 44. We have the Millennials, generation Y, and generation next. And we have the high gen, uh, which we call gen high or gen Z. And the oldest age is 24. Then we have the generation alpha. Uh, those are people whose beds are between the range of 2013 and the ones that are yet to be born. Uh, and the oldest among them now is between the age of six and seven. Now, these generations have series of threats. Now, for those who are seniors, those who were born, I'll begin from seniors, boomers, because I wouldn't like to go to uh, the lost generation. Now, the seniors, the boomers, the Gen Xers, the Gen Y has, uh, and the Gen Z, uh, we have those who were born within the year ranges and uh, the training that those seniors had between 1922 to 1945, the length, the hard way. Uh, the boomers, those who are between the age of 73 and they like, it is too much. Once it is too much, I leave. The Gen X expect that if you can do what I need, I'll stay. Uh, the Gen Y has continuous and expected. They are tough-minded to an extent. Then the Gen Z, you know, who represent most of the next gen, they are the playing type. They like to play. If you check learning style also, they focus more on pocket mobile, internet-based. They prefer something that is soft. They don't like to keep hard copy notes. They just want it fast. The seniors prefer classroom. The boomers prefer being facilitated. Uh, the Gen Yers like to collaborate where we fall. We are Gen Nyers. We are, we are Gen Yers. Uh, communication. They like electrosocial, highly connected. 
DAS for Gen Z. Uh, then for Gen Yers, they like collaboration, problem solving. They like being individual. Uh, sorry, they like to uh, look at the global perspective. So what is happening in other countries? For decision making, they like being individualistic. Mommy, I can do it myself. I don't need your support. I do. I let just leave me. Let me do it. Those are the Gen Z, and the, for the Gen Y, they prefer teamwork, leadership style. They are protagonists. They want to be under any control. They don't want to be under any control. They just want to do it themselves. Then for Gen Yers, they like partnership, and you know they like. Let's talk about this and let's do it together. Uh, feedback. They like to give feedback continuous, and but they don't like to give such feedback in a way that it will make them to be under pressure. They just like you just call them. So have you done it? Once you have done it, no problem. Life goes on. For technology use, it is forever with them. For seniors, they are not comfortable with technology. Boomers, they are unsure. For Gen Xers, they are unable to work without it. They are adopting it. Uh, for Gen Yers, unfathomable if not provided. For lifelong use, is for Gen Z. Job changing. Seniors prefer to stay on one job. They say it's unwise if I leave the job. Boomers believe if I leave the job, it will set me back. Gen Xers believe it's necessary I move. Gen Yers, part of my daily routine. For Gen Z, they are indifferent. Whether you join a job, what matters is if I can float, can, can be a startup, can do my thing, then I'm okay. Now, though uh, the millennials that represent Gen Y uh, in U.S., a study showed that majority of them, uh, they are going to be inheriting about $68 trillion from baby boomer parents by the year 2030 and setting them up potentially to be the most wealthy generation in U.S. industry. That is those who fall within the range of 25 to 39 now. And, you know, or some people will still within the age of 24, they will be constituting uh, the richest in U.S. history as a result of inheritance, probably through family business or whatever means, or probably innovation or their creativity. Now, for Gen Z, they are not so far behind, and they are projected to hit $33 trillion in income by 2030 also. That is more than a quarter of all global income. So they are expected to uh, uh, pass millennials in spending power the year after. Now, permit me to consider next-gen as a combination of both millennial Gen Y and Gen Z. That is the combination of those who are within the range of 25 or probably from within the range of 7 to 25 or 39. So let's consider those as next gen of those between the range of 7 to 25. Now, no matter how we take, no matter how we take the next gen with series of assumptions, they have never been as more critical to our business sources and financial future because they control a large market of consumption. For example, if you check Nigerian statistics, you check a lot of African countries, remember that we have a lot of young people, a lot of youth, and these people, they are the people that have the tendency to consume more since we have them in large numbers. Now, next generation and internationalization of family businesses. 
Now, why some experts view next-gen behavior as a sign of collective human progress? Others characterize them that they are severely uh, pessimistic. So, so some uh, others characterize them in a severely pessimistic light. Some people see them as people that are not so serious uh, because they don't take things so serious the way it was taken in their own time. Either way, generation uh, can be best understood. They can be best understood through the lens of the environmental circumstances that shaped them on bigger technology, globalization, and environmental exposure. So sometimes when young people do things the way they do it, don't think it's because uh, they, they, they are manifesting some uh, negative traits. It is as a result of the technology that they are exposed to, the environmental circumstances, globalization, and environmental exposure. Now, the role of next-gen internationalization of family business seemed a bit easier as a result of the global exposure and technology advancement, helping them to break barriers that seems insurmountable by past generations. That is, past generations today, I will send emails to people I have not seen before. I can negotiate a deal uh, without traveling distance. And those things serve as a means of breaking barrier to insurmountable uh, processes by past generations. Now, family businesses all over the world continues to search further on what internationalization represents and what it offers, especially as next generation takes over. Because when young people are coming, when they are coming to a business, the next thing they say is that we can, we shouldn't just be running local, local. Let's go international. And, you know, family businesses want to ask more questions. Like this internationalization you are talking about, what does it offer us? Because you soon be taking over this company. Now, before we know what it offers, it is very important for us to know that internationalization is the process of going international across national borders in terms of organizations, markets, products, services, and business niche. Now, businesses has gone beyond just dealing at a local level alone. Uh, an Android business uh, can go international. These people even doing small, 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 small things. And they tell you that their customers are not even local customers. Now, Nikki and Annie practice in 2020 confirmed that only 20%, only 2%, of African businesses outlive their found founders for continuity due to one of few reasons. That is, not all businesses have the capacity to outlive their founders in Africa due to one or two reasons. And the reasons are enormous. Over time, we get there. One of the reasons discovered before the conference is as a result of Africa's traditional business proposition. Uh, as far as it is good to take advantage of opportunities to create value for profit, it is also important to look at long-term sustainability of business idea and how to encourage young people to take business further to international market. Now, Akimola in 2020 uh, further pointed that family businesses have push and pull factors or forces for going or not going international. And some of the pull forces include internal workings of the family business, which uh, one of my uh, colleagues was talking about structure, uh, business orientation, strategy, 
lack of proper marketing orientation, local thinking, and lack of global understanding. Because sometimes people feel like you are being exposed to the global world. And the next thing is that I may not have a grip over you as a child or as a young person again. So all this, your global strategy you are talking about is not so necessary. Without global technology and data technologies, all we are doing today would not have been possible. Now, also the push factors or forces include technology advancement, foreign exchange earnings, global acceptability, profitability enhancement, diversity, home, multicultural appreciation, and sustainability. Now, benefit of internationalization and opportunities for family businesses include the following. Now, it has the capacity to increase customers' revenue. As if that is not enough, population and demographic diversity shows a big opportunity exists in Nigeria and Africa at large. That is, more than 90% of African family businesses are not international. Uh, that's as a result of my findings in 2019. Most African businesses, I don't want to mention any names uh, of family businesses, but most are not international. And 90% of African family businesses, even the ones we see in oil and gas in Nigeria or probably in other African countries, uh, they are not international. Now, other benefit is that it can improve our risk management. It increases competitiveness. It can be cost-saving, especially in the area in which foreign exchange is not stable. So we can use international business as a basis for balancing our costs because of the forex, forex earnings that we are going to get. So cost savings and, and access to new technologies, then diversification of assets is another opportunities. More opportunities that exist in the area in which family businesses can key in. The cycle is represented here. We can look into uh, exporting. We can look as a means of franchising for us to take advantage of internationalization of businesses. We can take licensing. We can consider acquisition, and we can also consider strategic alliances. But the ones that next gen partake more of, or the one that they love most to do, is strategic alliances. Now, advantages and advantages of national opportunities and entry modes for licensing, for exporting, for partnership and strategic alliance, for acquisition, for greenfield venture, we have, for exporting, we have uh, for fast entry and low risk. The advantage is that you have low control, et cetera. For licensing, you have fast entry also. You have low risk. You have low cost. But the advantage also remains. For strategic alliances, you have shared cost. Uh, shared cost. Uh, and you have your investment requirement being reduced. Uh, you can reduce your risk and you can be seen as a local entity and it can make you attract more foreign alliances but higher cost than exporting sometimes uh, because of specific uh, specialty that your strategic partner may require especially when it comes to talent and skills requirement for family businesses going international now some of these traits are inherent in next gen and the older generation. Now, the requirement which the next gen possess uh, includes international relationship. 
the next gen, they know how to connect. Uh, don't be surprised. Sometimes when you have young people in the house, uh, they, sometimes they may have or they might have connected to those that you don't even have access to connect to. A situation in which a young person will just send, you know, a message to probably the president of the United States and, you know, under your roof in which you don't know about. So interpersonal relationship, the next gen, they possess it. Networking opportunities or networking and openness, you know, which is a requirement for going international. Uh, they possess it. Sometimes the next gen, they trust so easily. They trust so easily. They are so open. And actually, those ones who have the, the, the very good background and life expectation, they are so open. They network easily. They don't limit whatever. Another thing that is required for family business to go international is good succession planning. Uh, parental expectation that is expected from parents for them to have good succession plan. Another one is, another one is product service improvement. Family businesses are also expected to improve on product. Then desire for growth into global markets. Then mentorship. Mentorship is also a requirement if next gen would be going into family businesses to go international. They need to be mentored properly. Now, next gen technologies and the future of family businesses. Now, next generation of technologies will reshape trade flows and global value chain again. But unlike the previous ICT revolution that they had, these innovations will have a more varied and complex effect on businesses in the years ahead. Some advances like data platforms, blockchain, and Internet of Things will change or will continue to reduce transaction and logistics costs, thereby fueling business processes. Uh, that's according to WTO in 2018. That's one of the advantages or the next generation technologies that is affecting family businesses is the Internet of Things. And some of these things, because things are going, these are going digital and the next generation, they are keen so fast. And that's why you'll be seeing the likes of Flutter Wave coming up so fast. You'll be seeing the likes of, you know, other, uh, startup are uh, coming up so fast because they just want to reduce transaction costs. They want to reduce logistics. And those things are fueling businesses. Today, you do it as far under one minute or under 30 seconds, the money is where you want it to be. But other technologies may reduce trade flows by changing the economics and location of production. That is, if you are still doing business in a traditional way, you understand? Some of these data technologies where the next gen are came into may knock you out of business and transform the actual content of what is bought and sold across borders. Now, next-gen market, customers, and relationship. Now, let's look at the way in which the next-generation market will work by the time the baby boomers and the rest are no more. The next-gen market, they have their own market. That is, the market in which people are patronizing now will not be the same market that people will be patronizing in the nearest future. Now, next generation market, the next generation customers will be different from the customers that we have now. They are new kind of customers. I've seen people will tell you that they can never do transfer via USSD or probably by internet banking. They still prefer to use the check method. You understand? A lot of us have the checkbook, but <laughs> I can tell you that for the past 
four years, I've not signed a check. It's been transferred. So the customer is changing and the relationship will change also. So same thing applies to businesses that are family businesses. The customers in which we are dealing with now, over time, the customers will transcend to be next generation of customers and can only be next gen of categories of persons that can deal with those customers. Now, the next generation market is a high-tech, innovative market where settlement are payment and payment are sometimes considered on crypto, Bitcoin settlement, so that so they think of strategic alliance more. That is that market, whatever they think of strategic alliances more, just like the way I mentioned earlier. So that generation, that next gen market is a high-tech and innovative market where settlement and payment uh, are sometimes considered on a new kind of payment uh, or settlement structure. Today we see uh, uh, car manufacturing companies telling you that you can buy their cars even in Nigeria with crypto. So you wonder like, like cryptocurrency, how does it work? So if you are not part of it, you cannot, it will be difficult for you to even say, okay, just give me so-so percent to buy so-so-so. The next generation uh, market, uh, Old, uh, will the digital business model transcends the old thinking of commercial transaction. Hence, laws regulating business markets will change in major African countries. That is, the model in which businesses are running old commercial transactions will change because the laws that are currently in vogue will not surface in that period. And that's why you see that even in the larger market, or probably in the capital market, the CBN and the other regulators, so they are having problems uh, with the way they can regulate the things that the next ends are doing. Now, for customers, old and current customers may not surface in the area of next generation. Now, for relationship, for customer service relationship and other things, uh, the next gen requires sophistication of profiles. So it's not just know your customer or KYC. They want to deal with analytics. They want to deal with uh, artificial intelligence. And they want a in which if I call you by 2 a.m. in the midnight or 3 a.m. in the midnight, you should be able to respond, even if I buy cement from you, even if I should buy stone from you, you should be, I should be able to order for cement or for stone or for roofing sheet or for a car, anything I want from my desk. So it's not about the traditional thinking again. Now, let's have this thought. Parental thinking of school stereotyping, of attending universities and getting professional certifications to be a chartered accountant in the family company will change because the perception of the next gen is only to create is to create solution without certifications. Hence, our model of success with professional certification is being disrupted by the smart, innovative thinking of the next generation. That is, uh, go to school, make a first class, be a chartered accountant. And when you be a chartered accountant, then you will rise through the rank. They believe that if I should just get the software of the accounting process, if I can master it, I'm as good as a professional in the area. So why stressing myself? They just want to create a solution. Now, 
conclusively, the next gen member of family business need to know they have many responsibilities and be ready to face complex challenges and expectations as many founders do not prepare the next gen in the best way that suits today's reality. Most family businesses uh, need to let less generation to know that they have many responsibilities ahead. Apart from uh, them being pampered or protecting them not to face complex challenges or expectations, they don't prepare next gen. Most family businesses don't prepare next gen in the best way that suits today's reality. I've seen businesses uh, that are running, that were running so well, and you know, probably because the parents are no more interested in the business, all the children, or probably the parents are getting old, and this is a business that generates tens of millions on a monthly basis. But because the children are not well prepared for it, they couldn't take over such business. So they are not prepared for today's reality. Now, it is progressively acknowledged, predominantly, that there's a gap in support services for family businesses, particularly SMEs internationalizing. Now, capacity building and succession mentorship programs should be designed and implemented, taking into cognizance the needs of the targeted groups, particularly medium-sized family businesses. I know that AFF is doing a lot in this area, and more mentorship programs are expected to come up. So I count on African family firms. Now, as if that is not enough, next generation ideas with respect to family business internationalizing should not be thrown to the sea. Whenever young people come up with ideas about the way you run your business, that you can do it this way, you can do it this way, let's not throw those ideas to the sea. Next gen need a lot of encouragement and support to move on. Now, to succeed for next generations, lastly, to succeed for next generation, family businesses need an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, that not only transfers core value and principles of ownership, but also create future opportunities to deliver through innovation as well as financial and social value. I believe that some of the points that have been raised in this keynote uh, will spur a lot of debate uh, in the panel discussion to come. So I want to thank you for listening. And welcome few questions or we go into the panel session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much, Dr. Femi. We appreciate you and appreciate um, the knowledge that you shared us in this session. We do indeed have some questions. So I will kick off the question and answer section. And your first question would be, what skill set do you think that next gens should seek to develop should they desire to assist the family in expanding internationally? What skill set? Yes. The, the next gen. Abby? Yes. What skill set should the next gen seek to develop should they desire to assist the family in expanding internationally? Okay. The skill set that they need to... Uh, desire to develop more is about being professional in their approach. Uh, the next journey to be more professional in their approach and the way they do things. Uh, they, the, the next gen, sometimes they have the capacity, but they are not being professional 
about it. And the reason why they are not professional about it is because of uh, their perception of, you know, I just want to do it fast. Or they're, they're thinking of, let's just get it done. So they need to uh, get uh, professional in their skill set. And sometimes they need to understand, they need to develop their skill set with respect to understanding of the regulations that guide their affairs when it comes to businesses. Because sometimes uh, the next gen, they have ideas, but they don't know what guides them to run. So you see a situation where somebody wants to come up with a business idea or probably whatever, and uh, passing off another person's business uh, all in the name of does it matter or does it count? So they need to develop uh, the skill set of professionalism and uh, legal understanding. Even when it comes to family businesses, they still need to get those because they are still core. Thank you. We have another one. Um, now, speaking to founders, what steps should they be taking so that they create an enabling environment such that the business can go global? Yes, uh, it was outlined in the conclusion that next-gen needs to be regularly guided and mentored. You see, mentorship makes you to stand on the shoulders of giants. And uh, when you stand on the shoulder of giants, you see further than what your peers are saying. So it is the mentorship that is, there is somebody that I know who, for all his children, he has a professional tutor for them. He has somebody in the religious circuit who guides them, making two. Then he has somebody who understands the agenda to also guide them. So making three, that is, whenever in your professional area, there's somebody to guide you. Religious-wise, there's somebody to guide you. Then for your peculiarity as an individual, there's another person to guide apart from being parent. So now, over time, if that exists, and as you now grow from stage to stage, your what your mentors, what they are achieving, or if a parent have some link with respect to the business, and they are not carrying the children along with respect to the way they get it done, the children are bound to fail because the mentorship uh, is what will subsist and keep them going when they are no more. So that's that. Then in our other question, we have, what are your views on the African continent free trade agreement and the opportunities it presents for family businesses to expand across the continent? Okay. My view on AFCTA is that it's a good argument it's a good argument, uh, but as I tell you, uh, a lot of African countries have not appreciated the argument of the FCTA. And the reason is that most African countries are selfish. They are selfish. And a country like, let's, let me give you an instance, Nigeria and South Africa, where Nigerians run businesses in South Africa, and the next thing you see apathy from the side of those in South Africa 
or running down or closing down shops of Nigerians or even in Ghana. And it's just in which Nigerians also are showing apathy towards uh, people in Ghana. And it's just in which the foreign affairs ministry does not see anything wrong in what people are doing. Those things will limit trade capacity of individuals. Now, for family businesses, for family businesses, uh, it will only make family businesses to it, it will make them more to have the opportunity of going international if they are well uh, if they are well uh, guided and well protected by the laws of their home countries. Now, if there are laws from our country that guides family businesses, because there are no laws that talk about family businesses. There are no laws. What we have is the probably the Sharia uh, and our own personal biblical principles. So, and that is why this kind of interaction is bringing up many other issues. Now, the AFCTA agreement have the capacity to create room for family businesses to thrive in other countries. That is, if at all there's apart in any country or any country, as far as a family business, and it can be proven that it's a family business, uh, there should be a way of protecting those family businesses so that they can get more international or come to their country to operate. So I think that's it. Do you get uh, that? Question, yes, sorry. We have a question from Antoinette. She says, embracing new technology has been an issue that has caused the divide between the older gen and the next gen. Deals are being made virtually, and this is often, and this often has been difficult for the older gen to embrace. What has been your experience with next gen getting older gen on board with the use of technology? What has been my experience with the next gen getting the old gen, older gen on board with using technology. You see, the, the thing with next gen is I told you earlier that next gen, uh, the, what they think more is about creating solutions. That's what the next gen is about. They just, they, they want to create solution. And when it comes to technology or digital technology adoption, the older generation uh, are more afraid to embrace those technologies as a result of fraud because they believe that this next gen they are smarter and uh, probably for example my late mentor does not you check he doesn't use uh, ATM he doesn't use ATM no matter how much you know if he tell you that any day he uses it <laughs> they will take all his money you understand? It will tell you that even if it is 1,000 naira is giving you, if he doesn't have it in the house, you have to go and queue in the bank. You understand? Not because he doesn't like easy life, but the confidence that the older generation have in the younger generation, on the next gen, uh, is being eroded still by the actions of the next gen. They divide the technology, the data technology, and again, they came up with another technology to erode wealth, all in the name of electronic fraud. Are you getting it? But the fact is, there has always been fraud in the past, even with the older gen. 
we have fraud in the past, but the way the fraud were perpetrated is different from the way frauds are perpetrated now. Everything is because it's now virtual, so it's a virtual thief. Are you getting it? So I think what the older generations need to do is just to accept the fact that they are still alive and they just have to uh, cope with the next gen and enjoy the pleasure of the next gen while we are all together. So any transactions they cannot validate, that they cannot prove, they don't need to go into it. And there are laws guiding even virtual uh, contracts. There are laws for it now. So if it's virtual, that doesn't mean uh, we wouldn't. Uh, we see people doing wedding online, and this is confirmed. So you can't tell me that because I did my wedding online, and because you did your own physically in the church, then we are not married. No. So let's take the reality. Thank you so much, Dr. Femi, for joining us for this session. We will have to round it up and just ask you to just share your final thoughts on your topic today and also just ask you to share with um, our audience if there's any way they can get hold of you or follow you on social media. Okay. Sharing my screen again. Okay. My email is on my presentation. My email is on the presentation. So I just want to share the mail again. I'm sure you can just read it out for everybody. Okay. If, um, okay. My it. email is femiakimbola at gmail.com. Or they can get across to me through uh, Nikkei and CC at AFF. And any final thoughts that you might have so we can wrap up our session, sir? Yes, I want us to, to, on the panel session, I would like us to dig more on uh, next gen uh, with respect to next generation of customers and next generation of the market and next generation relationships. I believe we all have a lot to learn. So the future belongs to the next gen. Thank you, Ma. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you once again for joining us and everybody that's with us for this session. You are most welcome to join us for our next session, which starts in the next 13 minutes. It will be a panel generation on next generation, a panel discussion on next generation, like Dr. Femi alluded to. And we're looking forward to having you join us on that and to have your contributions and your thoughts to next gens taking over the continent and becoming responsible leaders as we go forward. Thank you. Thank you.